Island. Okay, this is a special edition of Trash Island. Martin is away in Colombia. You know, who knows what he's doing over there. But I'm joined by my father. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Kevin's dad, John O'Flynn. Yeah. Happy to be joining the podcast <laughs> and to be landing and washing up, maybe, on Trash Island mm. for the next little while. <laughs> yeah, you've washed it. You've a good radio voice. <laughs> you of just course. snapped into that. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so this, this is kind of a treat, little dad cast. We've, we've talked about you a bit on the podcast before. Mm, an old story. I obviously need to listen more to this podcast. <laughs> so well, it would be hard Kira on as well. I did hear that one, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was good. Yeah, Kira was good on it. That's her most popular episode, actually. Wow. She should have yeah. a podcast. <laughs> yeah. She's got a lot to say when she gets going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll start with this, right? I, I've done something this morning. Uh, we sometimes talk about our gripes on this show, things that annoy us. Mm. Um, I did something that might annoy you this morning. I, I opened a, a, a milk, well, there was already a, ca- a carton of milk open. How do you, how do you feel about well, that? <laughs> these, these, are, these, are pretty minor, these are pretty minor things in the overall scheme of things. You have to learn to be philosophical. Well, you are so, so <laughs> really controlling your reaction. Are you saying this is a fake? <laughs> this is me faking it. It's a bit of a thing in our family that uh, you, uh, you're known to react strongly when there's two cards in open at once. I, I, I guess I'll admit to being slightly <laughs> a bit of a control freak. Uh, at the root of that is I don't like waste and... Depending on the situation, if you move on to something fresher in terms of foodstuffs before you've used something else up, it leads to something going off and getting thrown out. Mm. So, therefore, waste. But in my more measured and considered <laughs> moments, I have to admit, it's not exactly the most important thing ever. In your public persona. Well, so, but, you know, it comes from a quite uh, progressive standpoint on waste. Mm. Greta Thunberg will be happy with you. The other thing is that you're you're just here now in the house last night, which is a, a rarity these days. That's right. Kevin having flown the nest. So it's a nice little treat to have him back for a little while, but he hasn't been back long enough for us to start getting irritated with him or That's true. I bothered get a, by his little ways. <laughs> I get a little pass. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, as a prodigal son of mm. our return, I kind of... I'm not asked to do things. Niall, I, was, I was sitting in here with my brother the other night and it was Niall getting asked to go out to the shed and lock it. And so no one taught to ask me to do something. It's, it's, it's quite yeah. nice. It's kind of a, like a, a visiting dignitary, mm. uh, you know, a foreign... Uh, Though you did, you did swerve out of cooking lunch there quite, quite neatly. Yeah. Where, where, on the pretext of having to do this podcast... Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, I've had, we have a uh, mother slaving there in the kitchen, like the good old days. It's a bit, it's a bit yes, <laughs> a bit, bit sexist and aggressive sexist, there, sexist, Kevin. But, yeah. Well, hey, I, I, there I, you go, I mommy, you run out there and do the lunch while we have a chat here. Well, look, part of my uh, criteria for being over here and visiting is that I also have to keep up with my obligations, and the people demand a uh, trash-based podcast every mm-hmm. week. Your fans await. Our, our, oh God, yeah, our fans, very loyal, very yeah, loyal indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. So I've been worried about something lately, right? I've been worrying about my hairline receding. Ooh, what do you think? I think you're looking pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. It gets in your head, and I wanted to know. Uh, well, like, yeah, that is where your hairline is. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're you you have a a, a small bald spot. <laughs> when did when did that begin? Well, to be honest, I probably was by my mid twenties. I 
probably was getting slightly high forward. A widow's peak. Widow's peak, if you will. You roll with that for a while. I just have a widow's mm-hmm. peak, and then there's an acceptance eventually. Well, I read someplace one time that fifty percent of men eventually go bald sooner yeah. or later. So, if you look at it that way, it's not the worst thing. Yeah, happen. but I think you've got a pretty good head of hair, Kevin. So yeah, and I'm happy to, to push it back to my you know, late late thirties. I'd be happy happy enough to go bald. Mm-hmm. I think you want to secure a wife, and then you're young care. <laughs> lose all the hair mm. grow out your gut well <laughs> yes I think there's probably a hereditary thing and you've got you've got something of a mixed bag there because your your mother's side of the family men had pretty good hair mm-hmm. if you um, remember your grandfather had, he had a fine head of white hair right into old age whereas that's right, that's right. my family I'm afraid the chrome rather down. more follically challenged <laughs> follically challenged mm. well don't they say it, uh, it skips a generation as well yeah I, that's I, probably bullshit I, prob- <laughs> probably, probably people who say that are probably people who are hoping that it'll skip them <laughs> yeah I think it's wishful thinking I think. yeah exactly but, uh, myself and Martin have been a bit concerned about our hairlines lately we've been checking each other <laughs> how's my hairline God. Or also checking the spot at the back you don't have much to worry about there no no it just it gets in your head sometimes well, here's the thing to watch out for. When you start discovering that it's raining because you can feel the raindrops on your scalp. Ah. <laughs> That's when you know. <laughs> the warning signs. Okay. Um, all right, let's... Uh, so you're, you're, you're a big fan of uh, Toastmasters or a big participant. Do you want to do a little plug for your uh, club? Are you still helping them out? Toastmasters? Well, I'm... Oh, we plugged this on the podcast before, actually. You did. Well, I, I, I've moved on from that club at the uh, time, but I'm, I'm coaching. I have a new coaching job now with a club called Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank? Deutsche Bank. That's the name of the club? Well, Isn't that a business? <laughs> it is. Or a bank? It is. There, there's the thing. Toastmasters clubs, they're generally either community clubs, and that's my main club is Fingal Toastmasters who meet in Sutton in the Marine Hotel. They're a community mm-hmm. club. It's something for anybody in the area to come along to oh but, but companies have them you also have corporate clubs uh. and the idea there is that a company sponsors a club and employees of the company join the club and it will help them with their presentation skills with their general communication right and conference. is there is there a difference in the crack that goes on between the fun clubs and the corporate clubs. Well, funnily enough... I'm uh, leading the witness a bit there by uh, calling the... the well, I, I, have to, I'll, I'll, I have to plead the fifth. Is that the expression? Uh, is it the fifth or the whichever I meant? Anyway, it's the, the, yeah. I've never actually gone. I, I, I will be going to a meeting next Tuesday of Deutsche Bank, so that'll be my first time to go to a corporate club meeting. Right. So I will have to await... From what I hear, it's probably a little bit less freewheeling because mm. you're in an environment where the club members are all colleagues or all work colleagues and maybe feel a little more constrained. Whereas at a community meeting, a lot of the people there, you may well not see them or know them yeah. other than through the club. And there's less chance of you hearing back <laughs> something you said. Get back to your boss. Or, <laughs> or think getting back yeah. to your boss. That, that, that might be a good thing. Just quickly, if, if people who don't know, Toastmasters is a public speaking organisation and uh, all over the world, right? It's Yes, it, it came from the United States and it, it 
is very American in character in the sense that it's built on the idea. Do they that, have these uh, motivational videos or something from head office where they're like, you can do it, guys? There uh, saccharine are American. Uh, yes, there are a lot of there are there is a lot of promotional material and support material online, and yes, it it has that. Slightly cheesy, I would have to say, quality, <laughs> some bit of everybody's happy. But the idea of it is that anybody... It, so it has that American idea that if you work hard, you can develop yourself. Yeah, yeah. The, the strength of it is, though, that you, you get a safe space in which to speak, to mm-hmm. practice, to try things out. They are relentlessly positive. So even if you aren't very good, you can go to a Toastmasters meeting, you can say a few words, and you'll get applause, you'll get encouragement, and you'll get some feedback. Mm. So it does actually work. Um, and one of the Very things nice. that they kind of score you on is how well you give feedback, right? So you're yes. going to get good criticism. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be, you're shit. It's going to be like, oh, maybe this. Yeah, it's yeah. it's built around suggestions. The, the idea of it is that it's all voluntary, really, uh, including the feed, the instruction, if you like, that you get. It's other Toastmasters feed, telling you what they think. Mm-hmm. And as you say that's a skill that you develop in itself and it's another string to your bow how to deliver some feedback without doing it in a way that discourages the person or upsets them yeah it's a deft hand (laughs) as you say you do not want to be saying you're a shit (laughs) Um, Martin and his housemates used to have a game called uh, suck me slap me where you'd say something nice about someone and then you'd say something critical about someone Uh, and I, I, I think the point of the game would be like I'd suck me and you go uh, you've got nice hair and then slap me he's like I wish you'd do the dishes <laughs> it's usually got something quite pointed that they wanted taken care of this is a way of airing airing issues airing in a fun way yeah, yeah in a fun way gamify it mm, um, we'll just ignore the vulgar title for that yeah game. yeah <laughs> well we are an explicit podcast mm. and we have the little E you've got a little sign a bit like on iTunes it comes up with a little E that stands for explicit adult content yeah we don't always do anything that bad. But I don't it's know. funny. Sometimes we do. I, I watch, as you know, I've been watching uh, an American comedy on Netflix called Shit's Creek. Mm-hmm. And at the start of some of the episodes, they put up this little notice to say that there's going to be bad language and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, 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 Shit's Creek is pretty harmless. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, it's, so it's a little bit funny because there's rarely anything that's terribly offensive in it. Yeah. Well. Anyway, that's just a slight aside. But when Channel 4 first aired, you would be way too young to remember this. But back in the 80s, when Channel 4 was launched... Well, I'd, I'd be far too young in the 80s, mm. being uh, just a twinkle in your eye not at that even, stage. <laughs> but they had, they had this thing of... Part of their image was a channel that would show more explicit content films. Of but sex, they were the sex. independent channel. And right? there was a little triangle that would come up when there was something coming on that would would be in that vein. Uh, somebody called it the Owl Triangle. The Owl Triangle. <laughs> the owl triangle. <laughs> Happy days. Yeah. Um, right, so speaking of the 80s, what, what, what was going on in the 80s in Ireland? What's, what's your take on it? This well, is right before you had kids, right? Mm, you were... it's, it's, it's astonishing, actually, how much has changed in 30-odd years. The 80s, famously, were a time when there was a lot of economic depression, mm-hmm. a lot of hardship. Only about three beers available in a pub. Well, beers weren't really the problem. It was more about, about jobs, unemployment. I mean, the unemployment figures were huge. Inflation was 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 really high. Oh, du- yeah? Double figures. We're jumping. A lot of the time. 
and there was a constant scramble for governments to if you like to, to balance the books mm-hmm. which they never succeeded in doing this was started off by a lot of spending in the late 70s when there was a giveaway election by the Fianna Fáil party and they took over and, and they did spend a lot of money and they did away with rates and did away with car tax for a while and things like that the time of Charlie Hawhey was it well when Charlie Hawhey took over he took over halfway through that government and then he came along and said oops <laughs> we're spending way beyond our means right oh but, that was the famous quote wasn't it yes but so you, you had this wage rises that didn't keep up with inflation mm. and it, it it was quite a quite a struggling I was okay obviously because I, yeah, if, you're in, if you're in the public service you're in the good old safe environs of a safe public, public service, public service. Job, like a nice hug you're okay yeah but the people who were probably just slightly younger than me who who were graduates or school leavers in the 80s mm. had a pretty tough time I do remember a few guys that were in school with me actually who did engineering yeah so engineering then as now difficult enough thing to get into quite prestigious yeah yeah and they qualified around 81, 82 they came out as engineers they couldn't get work they, they, they all ended up going to England and working for local councils they eventually got back here when things picked up but initially yeah. there was just no jobs for, for engineers so that give you an example you, you kind of looked out then you ended in landed in quite a secure role I, I yes because I did the I did the all of the sensible things that, oh, boring yeah. boring sensible things boring sensible job <laughs> got myself into a, a civil service job and yes stuck with it and it did have the but when you ask about the 80s other than that in Ireland it was very conservative mm. I think we were talking the other day I don't know if you were in the house or not but again it seems like another world situation where obviously yes people know you had the abortion referendum oh yeah uh, which was very divisive and very very dark and unpleasant really mm-hmm. but you also had a school teacher at that time around the same time mid 80s who became pregnant who wasn't married oh, somewhere scandal down the well she Don't lost tell the bishop. she lost her job she lost, she lost her, her job. job I mean Ridiculous. that's what happened that's what happened so when I say, you know, the change, it's unthinkable mm-hmm. now that something like that would happen. And then, uh, how old would you have been in your youth? Would you, my age, was it? Well, I, as you know, <laughs> I was, in 1980, I was 19. Mm. So, the 80s coincided with my 20s. So, yes, similar, mm. to, similar to your good self. So, like, what sort of stuff would you get up to then? I want to see, compare our lifestyles, I suppose. Compare and contrast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a little generational mm. thing here. Well, I Would you my hit hobby, the pub. Where is your local? Hit the pub. I moved around a bit like yourself uh, in terms of where I lived. So originally I was living up around the centre of town, Lord mm-hmm. Edward Street, where Kinley House is there. And we used to go to a little pub called Corbett's, which has long since ceased to exist. Yeah. On Werberg Street, which is down, if you're coming up towards Christchurch and you take a left instead of going on towards Thomas Street, you go down a little side road. Yep. Down there. Down there, that was your, that was your spot. That was the spot. It was a great traditional pub. It was run by three brothers from Tipperary, whose name was Corbett. It was known to have a good pint of Guinness. Oh, yeah. So we'd go down there, watch Match of the Day, have a few pints. Match of the Day? Match the afternoon, isn't it? No, this was at night time. at night, right. Well, then forgive my ignorance. Into Burdocks <laughs> then for a bag of chips. Burdocks a bag of chips. And Classic. then off to the National Ballroom. The Ballroom? Oh, the, National the Ballroom. Ballroom. The National See, looking for a few fine fillies down there. Uh, <laughs> the, na- the National Ballroom, that was part of the traditional 
scene that used to exist with ballrooms and show bands. Right. Heard of all that stuff. Yeah. And the thing about the National Ballroom was that you could get in. All if right. you went to a nightclub <laughs> and if you had a few drinks on you and if you... There was quite a good chance you wouldn't get in, but the national, if you could walk straight without falling over, you could probably get in. Ah, right, yeah. So you you went for the sort of low hanging fruit of places. Of course, That's someone wanting to come in there. You got no. <laughs> you got to start. You got to start with the art of the possible and work up from there. Right, well, I, I sort of I do things along those lines as well. I do. Yeah. I, I've been a, a long time enemy of a bouncer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the power they have. A specific bouncer? Two, oh, any bouncers. <laughs> Better just, not to make enemies. You know I have my problem Better not to make enemies of bouncers. Good. Oh, I used to mouth off of bouncers a lot. Mm. <laughs> How did that work out for you? Oh, I just sort of dance away from them where they I moved a bit too far away from run, the door. Run away, run if, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd run away and <laughs> they couldn't leave. So it was fairly harmless. <laughs> I thought you'd have had more cunning ways of getting in. No, well, I, I did used to sneak into places. Put on your innocent face, Kevin. My innocent face. I know you guys can't see Kevin, but he used to have a very innocent baby face that was totally, <laughs> totally false and deceptive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it work? I think it got you out of a lot of trouble. <laughs> different times. Um, but my hobby in those days was I got involved in youth hostelling and all I guess. So I know, yeah. Do they still go? They, they still exist. I don't know if they're the same uh, as popular in the same way as they were when. when when I was involved, because we, it was like a club, you mm. go away for weekends, and that's how I got involved in cycling, you'd cycle off to a hostel somewhere. Oh yeah. Stay overnight. Dad's a mad fiend for cycling. On oh, your bike, geez. on your bike, buddy. On your bike, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, I know, yeah. and you go on mad trips, they're sort of like, yeah, I guess these days it'd be a meet-up and a city break or something would kind of be the popular equivalent of it. Well, the, you do have walking clubs, <clears throat> on Oiga was... A lot of people in Onoiga would have been hill walkers, but they seem to have become very much an old person's thing, even a retired person's thing. Onoiga has. No, no, hill walking. walking In the UK, I saw something recently, and it's characterised now as something people do when they retire, Mm. which is a pity, actually, because the hills and the outdoors are there for everybody. Um, Anyway, I digress. Here's a question for you Mm. that might get a bit spicy. What was your maddest night you had out during in the eighties? Is there? Everyone has a mad night story. Ooh! <laughs> Is there any inviting me publicly to confess? To hey, sure, yeah. Most I don't know. It's thought. happened to everyone. We've all had mm. a night where we've had indulged a bit too much and gotten sick. Well, <laughs> well, yes. I guess anyone who drinks alcohol will occasionally have the old conversation on the Great White Telephone. The Great White Telephone. Speaking to God. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't heard that before. <laughs> no, I've never heard that. <laughs> oh, I mean, God, God's less important these days. Anyway, Were you? I do recall one time going to a party, and I was quite young, actually. I was too young to be drinking, really. I was, I was about 20. Yeah. And for some reason at the time, I was still at the, that stage of experimenting a little bit with drink. Yeah. And I... Was drinking. There was a drink called Special Brew. There was a there was a craze for Special <laughs> Brew. Do you know special what Special Brew is? No, it's it's funny you mention that because um, sometimes I'd I'd nick a bit of drink from the liquor cabinet and I mix them all together and I refer to that it's as Special out, Brew. It's all coming out now, people. It's all coming out now. And I'd I'd refer to it as Special Brew. So yeah. that's why I'm Special Brew was no. <laughs> 
this was a brand Carlsberg it was a car, it was a bottled beer from Carlsberg Carlsberg special brew and it was extra strong I can't remember it was very strong beer right Th- there was a song about it that got in the charts but bad manners bad manners special right, beer well that's where I got the name for the brew from that really? song was about well, the beer that was about the guy wanting the beer so we have I this, love you we have this connection then all this, I want uh, is a barrel of you yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so I decided to have special brews this particular night, it was a work night, it was a guy from work having a house party, and I sculled a few special brews in the pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, if I'd left it at that, it probably would have been okay, but as my takeout, then I got a half bottle of gin, which, oh, that was a drink I was And getting. a half bottle is what, 500 mils? Or is no, it a, 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 three a seven, shoulder? A 375, say. something like a shoulder, but yeah. quite quite a lot of, wait, wait. That's, wait. A, that's a nice worth of drink. I mean, an, <laughs> an, agon, an agon would have been more than enough. You'd already had a night's worth of drink, and well, you got another night's worth of drink. Something like that. And <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't advocate this, kids. If you're listening, to call Sherry Tail. If you got past that symbol, well, it's, it's explicit. So, <laughs> but I did go to this guy's house where there was a lot of people from work, and I was more or less swigging the gin from the bottle, which is <laughs> not a good plan. And I do remember going out. You know, at that stage, you think suddenly, God, it's stuffy in here. I need some fresh air. Yeah, air, yeah. <laughs> and I was out in the back garden, and it was a lovely fine summer's night, and I was looking at the the horizon swaying up and down. <laughs> and somebody actually took the bottle away from me. I was a bit annoyed about that, but some of my concerned <laughs> colleagues, when I wasn't looking. Oh, gee, and, on a work night around. as well. <laughs> well, it was a weekend. It was a weekend. And I obviously was, was very unwell and sick, mm. and people were worried about me, actually, because they'd seen me necking this gin, which... Clearly, I don't like John. <laughs> uh, but the night ended up with a bizarre thing as well, and this is this is all the bad stuff that used to go on in the old days. You see, I got a lift home, so mm. everybody at the people just oh, drink and drive. To, uh, <laughs> people thought that if you were driving, that you'd keep down to three pints and this kind of thing, or four. You know that. You know, yeah. So I was in this car with a guy from work driving it, and we were driving along some road, some dual carriageway. We're all singing and. Well, I wasn't. I was just sitting there feeling keep, sorry for myself. But trying to keep your, your contents and, in your stomach. Yeah, well, I think the stomach was fairly well evacuated. And that's good. But this guy drove too fast and he came to a roundabout and Ooh. he was going too fast to go around the roundabout, so he ended up just going straight through. <laughs> so he smacked into the roundabout and the there was a fairly flimsy wire fence and there were flower beds. So we got this, got this lovely smell of flowers coming into the car <laughs> and did you go through the roundabout or were you halted by the flimsy wire fence it, it, we got went up onto the roundabout I can't exactly recall how we got off it but we managed to continue on and drove to somebody else's house where we were able to change because this guy's car was pretty badly damaged by hitting <laughs> if you hit a curb like that in flowers in the fender I can't believe I'm talking about this as if this was really dangerous stuff so I eventually got a lift the rest of the way home in someone else's car. Mm. But the guy who was driving ended up having to go back there because he couldn't find his number plate. And he, was, <laughs> he was afraid. He knocked it off. He was afraid. Well, oh, it geez. turned out it was stuck up in the car somewhere. It had that in. sounds like quite a bit of damage. But he was, he, oh, it cost him. Oh, I can't remember. It cost him a lot of money at the time. So anyway, you did ask, Kevin. I did. Oh, that was a, that was a good story. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure, you know my bad ones. Uh, well, so I, I, know, I, I suspect I, I don't know all of them, but anyway, oh, no, you don't let's know not go them. there. Let's not go there. <laughs> all right. Um, so it was the 80s. Swinging 80s. Mm. Gin, I've already just take, get takeaway. 
take away bottles from the pubs. Was there, when did the 10, 10 o'clock curfew for alcohol come in? I don't know. I don't. I, that wasn't always there, yeah, though, was it? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Mm. It's a real dampener on trying to drink. <laughs> well, you can see why, I suppose. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all right, so let me ask you this. How, 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 how would you rate me as a son? <laughs> uh, how was your experience of fathering me? Good, bye, we do. Any comments, uh, complaints? I don't know, I don't think that's necessarily for public consumption. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Um, fair enough. Ah, no, look, uh, overall good. Yeah. Obviously, you had a few moments, I think you were a bit more the one who was challenging the rules. And well, I was the bad boy. Being the bad boy. Do you want to, do you have any? Sneaking off. Shaking off. Do you have any embarrassing... Drinking when you shouldn't have been and things like that. Yeah. Do you want to tell a few embarrassing stories about me? Even when I was very small or something. When you were very small. This is your right as a father. You get to embarrass me. Yeah, I mean, one of yours... You're always quite a funny kid. You're yeah. You're funny. You have a good sense of humour and a good... Kind of imaginative way of coming out with humorous things. So that, that, was, that was always good. But embarrassing things as a kid... Uh, you were kind of, in some ways, I think, a typical typical second son in that. When right, you were yeah. smaller, you were always following on what, what Nile, your older brother, I did, yeah. I followed Nile around a good bit, and he'd sort of... Yeah, he'd be Oh, he'd give way. me a bit of a hard time. <laughs> I'd probably give you a hard time. Yeah. Prerogative of older brothers. Do, do you remember... when some... you went to secondary school, I think you mm. forged your own path a bit more. Do you, did you know about something called the tickle pin? The tickle pin? This is something Nile used to do to me when we were small. I did he, not. He'd uh, pin me down... And yes. kind of rest his knees on my arms, and I was very ticklish. Yeah, and he'd yeah. tickle me, yeah. <laughs> and and I'd scream and convulse, yeah. but I was pinned. <laughs> you were what? I was pinned, pinned, pinned. down. So yeah. I, yeah, yeah, this was a classic thing. We maybe we could get Niall in here and drill him about yeah, <laughs> the tickle yeah. pin. Yeah. Mm, some, uh, some delayed, some some overdue retribution for Niall. Yeah. <laughs> maybe ah oh, no, yeah. he's much better now. <laughs> he hasn't pinned me in years. Yeah. <laughs> The tickle pin was the thing we do. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. Do you remember there was an incident where um, Niall convinced me to flush one of my toys down the toilet? Well, I've heard this relayed. You don't remember this? Yourself, not really. And then I... And your mother probably more had to deal with well, she had to do. She had to wash the toy in the bath because mm. I regretted doing it. But after that, I convinced Kira, the younger sister, to flush one of her toys down the toilet. It's sort of like learning. Learning from... Classic bullying behaviour people where the bullied person becomes a bully themselves that's it that's it yeah. it's, a, it's a vicious say, cycle I regret to say yeah. horrified to find it under my own roof <laughs> oh it's just just uh, part of growing up isn't it mm. um, you were uh, where, where do you rank among your siblings you're the t- oldest I'm the eldest eldest yeah I'm probably a classic eldest seen as reliable sensible reliable sensible you didn't have some equivalent of the tickle pin you would pull you see, on, uh, say, Uncle Frank, for example. Uncle Frank was... Oh, he was, he, was he young Three and a half years younger that it wouldn't really... I didn't bully him. I didn't physically do things like that to him that I can recall. He may tell you differently. <laughs> but you no, compete him more with your sisters. I, I you? have a sister who's a year younger than me, mm. and we were very close in age. Yeah, yeah. And it was with her that I would have had the rivalry. sibling rivalry and competition. But it wasn't, it wasn't ever really physical because it was boy and girl situation, oh, yeah. and it she wasn't. I, you might sometimes get the kind of tomboyish girl who would 
do physical things. She didn't mm-hmm. really do that. It was more about things like reading books or things we'd say to each other. You'd read more books or I know about this and you don't. Have I told you about the great contest? <laughs> the great contest? The great contest to read Gone with the Wind, which I know you've you've perused your... Oh no, it's no, not, no, not, not, not read Gone, Gone with the Wind. With the wind. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of this. Everybody word, should so. read Gone with the Wind at least once, even though it's quite outdated and... Uh, but there's some racial elements. It, 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 it's racist. And but it's a product distorted. of its time, and it, it'd be yeah. an insult to the atrocities that happened. Or it, it, I'm sure a lot of people find it offensive, but it, it is a, a book that... It's a long book that's very much a page-turner and was a phenomenon in its day. But anyway, I there was a copy of this in, in our bookcase at home up on the mm. top shelf and at some stage we used to read a lot Yeah, I, I read loads of books devoured books would you I, say you read more than this is May but... well we probably both would have had similar done similar things but I found this book and started reading it I'd never heard of it Yeah, and it was quite an old version of the book but when, I, when I started reading it I got hooked into it because it's that kind of book that you, it, 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 you, you pretty quickly get get hooped and want to find out what happened next but Maeve started reading it as well and I had first dibs because I'd seen it first <laughs> oh, yeah. this is when we were about then I might have been 13 or 14 right right so just about the reading age for this sort of material so I was reading it and then I went away at Easter with the scouts for a week or something and I discovered when I came back that when I was away Maeve hadn't really Maeve had lost interest in, in reading it so it was, without the antagonists to drive the competition so there was stuff like that uh, I was always I always had a secret fear that Maeve would outdo me in some <laughs> say in, in exams or in something uh, else like music and that led me into some very girly pursuits I was going to bring this up <laughs> did you do uh, Irish dancing Irish, you've heard, I've told you about this Irish I um, have won medals at Irish dancing people <laughs> I have you know it's easy to win a medal though when there's only three, three male competitors <laughs> and there are three medals going. And you're only there to get one over your sister. <laughs> well, it's just whatever she did, I did, and vice versa. But you I, told me another thing as well, well that you'd. Uh, I actually started learning to knit when I was about nine. You knit? <laughs> I never, I didn't, I dropped that pretty quickly. Like, that yeah. was just too much pain. <laughs> that was a bit too far. Yeah. You told me another one that, um, <laughs> and I think this is probably a good trick by your parents if they orchestrated this. But you'd be doing the washing up, and one person would be washing the things, and the other one would be drying, and you'd each be trying to go fast to the point where someone was waiting on someone to complete a job, so they could go hurry up. Mm, <laughs> not sure I remember that, but I did, there certainly was this. You told me about that. There was a little rota. There, there was it's a, a good trick, I thought. Washing, drying, and kind of clearing off the table. Yeah. And then nights off. Nights off. All Keep right. Night off. So because one, there were five siblings ultimately. Right. So it was enough for someone to get a break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my dad orchestrated that particular piece of uh, slave labour. Devon <laughs> traps. Mm. I, I forgot to impose that on you and Niall and Kira. Bad, bad slip up by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you missed the opportunity to yeah. start sort of a fascist dictatorship. My <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, well, I think. Um, oh, it looks like. It's almost time for lunch here. Tasty lunch might be the, in, uh, yeah. in the family home, so I guess we'll, uh, we'll sign off. Do you have any parting uh, thoughts? Well, it's been a, it's been a pleasure and uh, fun to be here today and your son participating in your yes your work yep. as it has been for you being here the last night or so. Indeed, indeed, and uh, yeah, good, good opportunity to catch up. 
bit more wholesome of an episode than we normally do. But <laughs> good, to know, good to know, Kevin. Good to know. Put out some good, clean content. All right. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Be careful out there, people.